Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BET now to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things U.S. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. I thought we played some good music before we got to the <laughs> That's cool. blooded. You started off. You were hey, you were insulting me during the commercial break. How did we not play Hootie and the Blowfish there? That's bad producing. Who is producing? <laughs> we that don't. Bad producing we right never there. do that. We never do that. We never play the music of the band yes. or the artist. Yeah, never do that. Oh, so that's the how much you have to do with your show. <laughs> uh, it's Hootie and the Blowfish here. So, uh, Darius, do you want to introduce the starting lineup here yeah, for Hootie and Brian on guitar, yep. Ian Ferber on bass, and Jim Sonnefeld on drums, and Dan Patrick on Rubber Chicken. Yes. What was the What was the second? name that you guys were looking at, aside from Hooting the Blowfish. <laughs> That's the only name. Mark and I were used to be the Wolf Brothers, but the worst name, Dean wanted to call us Black and Blue because they all had blue eyes and I was black. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that would have been a good name. <laughs> it would have been better than Hooting the Blowfish. Black and Blue. Yeah. But I, I do think the name did help you guys. Like it or hate it, you never forget it. And so I think it did help us. Because people could remember it. Yes, no one forgot the name. And there was something about that. But at, at any point, did you guys think we should change the name? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Basically, when Sony got in the band, we, we took a really, good hard look at it. We were playing clubs, and we were like, we should probably change the name. But we were already doing so well in, in a few places, we didn't want to start all over. We were, if you change yeah. the name, you start all over. We were drawing hundreds of people at that time. <laughs> Big numbers. Yeah. All 600 people had left because we changed their name. I mean, what would happen? Yeah. But, but also, when you look at this, we always look at an overnight success, but it took like 20 years for an overnight success or 10 years for you guys. But when I met you guys in, what, 94, you guys had been playing at frat houses and whatever for 10 nine years. years nine, ten yeah, years, nine right? or 10 years. Yeah. At any point, how how close did you guys come to just saying, 
This ain't going to happen. I, Never. Yeah, because what else were we going to do? <laughs> there was never a moment where we thought about not playing. Like, when we got our record deal, we weren't even looking for a record deal. We were doing so well in the clubs. We were making, we were playing the same clubs every six weeks, making, you know, we were all making over $50,000 a year just playing clubs. We were, we were content. We weren't even looking for a record deal. So you got free came. drinks, women, and, and, and you're making and you're, paying, and you're paying the bills, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. But when you have hold my the importance of hold my hand to this band, oh, was what? First of all, Sony when he came to audition for the band, the first thing he did was said, "I got a song." We said, "Play your song," and it was hold my hand. And so we were like, "You're in the band, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was my hair. <laughs> oh, poor yeah, Sony in the hair. <laughs> it's also the song that that David Letterman heard, and you know, it's like, "Hey, I want that band on my show," and then. That was the appearance that sort of broke, you know, the ice. So yeah. it was a pretty important song for us. Yeah, because I wonder that where you look at these bands, and then I didn't know if you guys were worried about being a one-hit wonder. We weren't because we, by the time we got to recording Cracker Review, we had been playing Let Her Cry for several years. We'd been playing Only Want to Be With You for several years in the clubs and Hold My Hand. Yeah. So we had kind of a, a small little catalog of songs that were working as well as Hold my hand in the bars, and that's that's the testing ground. You can get two hundred people in a in a club to sing along with you, and then buy your cruddy little cassette for five bucks and take it home because they like it that much. You're, those are songs that are gonna are gonna last. What was it like to hear that song on the radio for the first time? Oh, it was uh, it was amazing. It was I mean it freaked us out. I think you just like, stare at the radio. Like, <laughs> you, you know, well, not back then because you didn't you know well, any name. The thing, but uh, it was funny for us. It was, we, there was one moment where it was too much. I was I was in Charleston, and I'm driving on the road, and I, I got a radio on, and the Hootie song comes on, and so I changed the channel. It was after everything was big, and I changed the channel, and the next channel was a Hootie song on, and I changed the channel, and the next channel was a different Hootie song on, and I changed it a fourth time, and it was time was the fourth one, and that was on, and I went, oh my goodness. I really went, oh, my goodness, we're on every radio station in this town. It was crazy. But what happened, that first taste of success? I paid off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> that, what about I, you guys? For, for us, it was like a, kind of a, a gut check of like, hey, this is, we're going to do – this is what we really want to do. This is what we're passionate about, and we're going to we're gonna do this forever. I'll be honest with you. We didn't see – the only success we saw was that we were – the shows were getting bigger because we were always on the road. It was never anything but touring, so the shows were getting bigger. Great. Yeah. I think it was also when uh, when we got a deal with BMW to be the South Carolina Ambassadors and got free cars, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> Who did you guys open up for? You, you remember uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters? Was they were first. first. Yeah, Toad the West Toad the West Brocket was second. That was it? Yeah, and in the middle of the Toad Tour, you could tell Ooh. everything had changed. I mean, it really, you, in the middle of the tour, tour did you guys like, flip flop? Yeah, we didn't wow. on stage, but people come and see us flip flop. Yeah, yeah. And then Toad the Wet Sprocket decided to dissolve the band. I think <laughs> <laughs> they kept playing. Yeah. Uh, REM was a big influence. You you make mention of Stipe in a song yeah. or two. Why was REM? Why did was that the same with everybody else that when, REM kind of? When we were in college, that was that that was like the. Alternative scene was coming up, and they were basically the poster children for that yeah, alternative man. scene. And, and their music was really influential on a lot of people, and, and we were one of those bands. And um, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we grew up with them too. I mean, being in Columbia, they're from Athens. I think 
first time Darius and I went and saw him at the township, it was like half full, and then yeah. went back the next year, and it was sold out, and uh, so, I mean, that, and we just listened to him to death. Yeah, when I joined the band in 89, it should have said, who are you the blowfish, and then in parentheses, an REM cover band. <laughs> like, they sent me a demo of, like, a uh, cassette of, like, 30 songs, and... 18 of them were REM songs. I'm like, uh, <laughs> there was a point in our set list. There was a point in our set list where we had 12 REM songs. <laughs> a favorite cover song for each one of you guys to play? Oh, good question. Interstate Love Song is one we keep going Stone, back. Don't keep coming up. Yeah, it's just rocks and fun. And we we do this thing in the middle of a. Uh, only want to be with you where we play Get Down On It by Cool and the Game. I love that. Every time, uh, yeah. I still can't believe we can play that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Dean, what about you? I mean, Interstate Love Song is a great one. Uh, Champagne Supernova is another another great one. We used to open up the set with a song by this band called the Rave Ups uh, called uh, How Long Are You Keep On Telling Me and You Want to Be Happy You Want to Be Free. That was killer. Yeah. I, what was the name of the song? Uh, I don't know. How come all uh, this, you can't curse. How come all this stuff comes out on me? It must be a, what is the name of that song? I don't remember, but it was great. It was that good. Yes. And then you did Fight the Power. We do, we do fight the power. It was, so, it was so funny, you know. We, we were opening up for Jason Aldean in, uh, in Atlanta in their, in their, in their baseball stadium, and we do fight the power. And some, uh, some country DJ comes on and he's telling everybody to burn our records because we're, we're singing "Fight the Power." I'm like, are what? you freaking kidding me? I was like, kind of like Jack, are you a fool? We played that song for twenty something years. I was like, making us political is hilarious. Why did people turn on Hootie and the Blowfish? It was so big. It, it, it was so big. Just everywhere. I mean, the, I mean, it's a great problem to have. Yes. Yeah. But but it felt like they were mad at themselves for liking you guys. Like I like, how did I like the? I'm so mad at myself. I'm going to take it out on somebody. And wasn't there the bumper sticker? Maybe you saw it, Mark. Yeah. Was that in Baltimore or something? Yeah. Honk uh, if you hate Hootie. No, just F the Hootie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, you make it two, two <laughs> with, with, three, with three more letters. Wow. <laughs> it's a waste of time, Honk. But now it's come full circle. It is. It is. It's so funny for me because uh, back back in 96, I won uh, that GQ Man of the Year in music. And the, the whole story, the last paragraph, the guy says, don't worry, Hootie and the Blowfish. You guys will get respect when John Daly is on the uh, when John senior Daly tour. is on the senior tour. And sure enough, John's on the senior <laughs> tour. And we're, finally, we're finally getting respect in the band. I, awesome. I remember seeing the New York Times article before the tour started, and I think I sent it to you because I got it on Saturday, and it was the Sunday edition. And I went, I think I sent it to Sony too. I go, what the? Yeah. And, and because I said it took this long for then these critics to kind of circle back and go, you know what? On second thought. Yeah, it's like critics did the same thing. Like, you know, they're it's simple. Like, what is this? And and now I think that it's great to see that they kind of had this epiphany and said, you know, second thought, they were pretty. You sold twenty five million of cracked rear view, right? Yeah, worldwide. I think, I think critics couldn't like us because we had just killed the form of music that they adored so much. You know, we had just wait. What did you kill? Grunge. I oh. mean, if you look at the if you look at the timeline when Hootie came. Grunge ended. 
That's when Matchbox Twenty got their deal and all those. So ninety four. Yeah, is when is really when they start, they start playing on the radio when they started playing out. You take credit for killing grunge? <laughs> I, yeah. You can keep that twenty. You can keep the twenty. I've been on this show eighteen hundred times. And that's the first time I've heard. You know what? Satellite it. radio has spoiled us. What, what has happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the old black guy in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you tell a great story. Yes, I do. When you guys got into a fight. And that, no, not you guys. In Albuquerque? Was oh. this fight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you tell the story? We're in Albuquerque, and uh, I'll give you the All right, version. how about this? We'll take a break. All right. We'll come back, and this is Hootie and the Blowfish like you've never heard Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> By the way, we're the only ones asking them to not sing today. <laughs> Everybody, I knew you were going to say something. I, I'm like, Todd, why don't you, Princey, why aren't you asking them to, like, couldn't they just sing, like, well, hum something? something, play the kazoo? Like, I'll tell you why, because we want you to play like the, our new single. Time. We want you to play our new single instead. Why do you keep calling that song Closing Time? The song is called Hope That I Don't Fall In Love With You. The album is Closing Time. There's a whole different song on the album called Closing Time. Hey, I've seen you forget lyrics on stage, dude. You know why? <laughs> you have. <laughs> you remember that time I forgot Letter Cry and I turned to you and I go, what's the word? I and you're know. like, I don't know. I, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the cooler. Remember you had the cooler on the side of the stage that had Yagi in it and a bunch of beer. And I treated it like it was my cooler. <laughs> yes. So I'm over by Dean and Dean playing the bass and Dean usually didn't go over and take anything out of the cooler. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the cooler. I've had some Yagi, a couple of beers, and Derry starts to sing. And then he looks over, and he goes, what are, what are the lyrics? And I go, I'm drunk. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. And uh, this is Hootie like you've never heard them. Not singing, but this is Hootie. A, a great story. Uh, back with uh, Hootie and the Blowfish right after this. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break 25 bucks? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Offer ends 331 by the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Hootie and the Blowfish joining us here in the Man Cave and their new album, Imperfect Circle, will be available everywhere. And that is uh, starting today for the commercial break. I teased that there was uh, an incident on the road many, many, many years ago that you uh, you told me. Now, is that the craziest moment you've had on the road 
Where you got into a fight? No, we had uh, the Albuquerque was a great fight. We got we got in a fight in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, we're in this bar in Ann Arbor, and it's us. We meet Tiger, an 18-year-old Tiger Woods for the first time, and the Stanley Cup shows up at this bar. From the Red Wings. And so we're walking out, and we're just walking, and all of a sudden, we're throwing snowballs with, with these guys, and we think it's funny, and all of a sudden, a snowball hits the wall, and it's got a bottle in it. Ooh. It's got a bottle in it. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at Sony, and Sony runs across the street. And yeah. I'm like, if Sony's going, I'm going. And we're across the street, and we're <laughs> battling. What, what was guys. it, like a scene out of Braveheart where you guys are? Like, Sony's <laughs> under the car. Sony's under the car beating one guy. <laughs> and the other guy jumps in his car. He's trying to go. I'm punching him in the car, and he's driving. <laughs> it was vicious. Are but, you guys famous? No. Yeah, we, were, no we were just starting to, We were playing out a string of clubs. It was just starting to take off. We just Did Tiger get involved in this? No, he, we left oh. him in the bar. Okay. No. That would have been a great the Albuquerque story. Story. The okay. real quick. Okay. We're in Albuquerque. Sony's got a hat on, and the, the bouncer comes upstairs where we are and says, take your hat off. Takes, he takes his hat off. Not thinking. He's a little, little buzz. Puts it back on. Bouncer asks, take the hat off again. Takes the hat off. Goes upstairs. We're all we're having a great time. Having a great time partying. We look down. These three cowboys walking with their cowboy hats on. We wait for about 15 or 20 minutes, and <laughs> nobody tells them to take their hats off. So Sony puts his hat back on. So there's about five or six of us up there, and we look up. And we see five or six bouncers walking up the steps. So we instantly know it's on. So the guy's yelling at Sony. So our security guy, Buddy, pushes Sony out of the way, pushes Sony out of the way and goes, so, you know, don't talk to him, talk to me. And in about 15 seconds, it was on. it's on. I mean, we're in a full-up bar, bar fight. Roadhouse. So, you know, Roadhouse. I, I, I grew up fighting. It's no big thing, you know, no big thing to me. So I'm, fight, I'm fighting my guy, and I'm, I'm doing really well. And I'm looking around, and I realize, Everybody in Hootie the Blowfish is killing somebody. <laughs> I mean, Sony is just destroying this guy. Mark is just, I'm like, Mark doesn't even fight. And Mark is just beat the hell out of this guy. You know, and like, uh, we're like, oh my, all of a sudden, so we whoop these guys. We whoop these guys, and we're leaving. And as we leave, the, the owners walk, the owner comes up, because the cops are going to show up and everything. It was a bar fight. The owner goes, like, what's going on? What's going on? Let me tell you. You know me, Dan. When I'm mad, I'm really mouthy. And um, I'm mad. And I said, you need to get some new bouncers. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you need new bouncers. Who did a bullfinch just whoop everybody? <laughs> and I said, I did not just say public enemy. I said, who did the bullfinch just whoop everybody? But buddy, by the way, Buddy, buddy uh, bench pressed a guy, or not bench, standing pressed a guy bigger than him. Uh, they dropped him on a pool table. The, the greatest move I've ever seen in a fight. Buddy's kind of short. Buddy's your security right. guy. He's short, and Buddy's fighting this guy, but he's looking around to make sure everybody's okay. You know, I can tell he's looking to make sure everybody's okay, and he trips over a pool table. And Buddy's short, so Buddy's on this pool table, and his feet aren't on the ground. And this big guy sees Buddy, and he jumps on Buddy, and Buddy took this guy and threw <laughs> straight up in the air and slammed him so hard on the, on the pool table Everybody stopped fighting. <laughs> <laughs> he slammed his guy's heart and put there. Hey, 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 this is over. I, I, this is over. I, I, crazy thing, I heard Buddy yell corner pocket. <laughs> Greatest move I've ever seen in the fight. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to have a tape of that night? I would. I wish felt cell phones were big then because I would love to see that. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I looked around and said, we are killing these guys. I'm like, wow, y'all. Y'all need some new bounces in here. But did you ever have any of those moments on stage? Because I, I, I've stood next to Buddy, your bodyguard, and I go, dude, you got the easiest job ever. Real, real, real quick. You can vape this, over here and nobody cares. I'm doing this thing. I'm playing, I'm playing a club. I'm playing a club, some radio show from a country band, and I see these two boys, these two guys talking, and one guy's telling his buddy I'm going up, and his buddy's like, I'm not going. So sure enough, I see him, and here he comes, so I just back off, and I see it. 
and Buddy comes running. It's on it's on the internet. And Buddy hit this guy like Michael Strahan coming <laughs> off the corner, and, and he just took this guy out. And so the guy goes down, and long story short, about about a week later, we get our lawyer to send us a letter, <laughs> and the letter says that the guy's suing us. And Buddy, you know, Buddy, you know, the guy's in a wheelchair. He's suing us and everything. <laughs> and so Buddy is, like, waiting for me to be the, you know, I'm always the reason. And we'll be all right. We'll handle this. And I looked at Buddy and said, oh, my God, I can't help you with this. this is, and I looked at him, and I said, oh, man, the Laura fees alone. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. We messed with him for a day. But, you know, it was awesome. And I've told this story before when you guys were in Vegas and you got word that Bob Dylan wanted Couple hundred thousand dollars yeah. for uh, no, he, he he wanted one fifth of the album. <laughs> what he wanted? Oh, he did. That's what they asked yeah. for. Like you're crazy. And and so you sampled from Bob Dylan. We didn't sample. Did we we used the lyric. Yeah, what I don't understand how that works. That's, we we used a considerable lyric and had gotten permission to do it just a year or two earlier on an earlier version. on on the same yeah the same song. Uh, only want to be with you. What they actually said was it wasn't, we didn't rip them off. It was actually a tribute to them, and they were fine that we used it. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the exact same song a year later, just re-recorded the exact version for Crack Review, and it became a huge hit. And suddenly their oh. lawyers needed to come back and say, uh, well, you didn't get permission to do it for the second recording. Yeah. You only get permission for the first recording. Wow. Yeah, they got us on the technicality. Yeah. And then you got Dylan back by doing Wagon Wheel. Yeah, and giving him more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got him back. I got him back. Damn. 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 And giving him more millions. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, do you remember the first time I came on stage with you guys? You've been on stage so much, I do not remember that. No. Yeah. Still trying for you? Uh, really? Wetlands, maybe? Wetlands? I think the first oh thing God. I remember, the first that what I do remember was in my ear, in my headphones. I'm hearing this awful sound, and I know it's for percussion. It's not. It's like a cymbal, but it's not really a cymbal. Oh, and you go, I'm like, what is that? And I look over, and they had taken the tambourine from Dan because he was trying to destroy it. They'd taken all the drumsticks from him, shakers. and they'd taken a shaker from him, <laughs> and so he had resorted to taking a rubber chicken. And beating the hell out of the cymbal. I did. You just, and it was the worst sound ever. I, I was angry at you guys because it took away all my toys. But I mean, so innovative, really. And then all of a sudden, if uh, my mic was on, I was singing. You were singing. And I, and I love it. Here's Darius, and he's got, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people in front of him. And I'm trying to get his attention by singing. <laughs> and I, you know, I'd be like, uh, oh, black water, water, keep on rolling. And then, <laughs> and then he would turn around and be like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you're awful. I love how whenever we call you out on two, you're like, Gary's throwing me off. Gary's throwing <laughs> yeah, off oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. The percussion player's not, he's not playing in my rhythm. He's not playing in my and rhythm. And it was yet. only the one time I took my shirt off, and that was when we were in Scotland. And that yeah. was when I realized how white you really are. Yeah. And that's when, because Tony <laughs> would take off his shirt. You guys had a, a video where he has his shirt off playing the drums. Yep. And I thought that would be funny if he looked over and I had my shirt on. And it was. I couldn't sing half a song that night because of using his shirt off. Do we have uh, something off the uh, new album? Do we uh, two a days? Can you play that?
Sometimes the only thing we live to do is watch it go up and smoke. Can you say The album is in perfect circle, available everywhere starting today. Uh, thanks for tolerating me all these years. It's only been, what, 25 years? 25 years we've been friends. Who would have known? I took a chance on you guys. Made, I was what are you talking We made you famous. I was, a really, <laughs> I was a really big star back then. We made you famous. What are you talking and about? And I said, I don't know. I could go on tour with Oasis or I could go on tour with you guys. You made the right choice because you <laughs> got to fight with Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> I could take the Gallagher's. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are soft. I think you can take them. I think you can take the Gallagher's. Hootie and the Blowfish. Once again, nobody else has them on to not perform like we do. In perfect circle, available everywhere starting today. Two hours in the books, one more to go on this Friday, Dan and the Danettes. Michael Rappaport, the actor comedian, will stop by as well. We ask him to sing, so he will sing coming up next hour. Seen Paulie Christian McLevin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. And that's why there's Zorro.com, where the number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com, that's Z-O-R-O.com, is where you'll find everything you need for your businesses of any size and almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the United States. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping of orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan to sign up for a Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash Dan. Sign up for the Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. Do not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Uh, Nick Saban, Alabama head coach, got Duke coming up this weekend, uh, joining us uh, en route to work. Um, good morning, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Uh, when when was the last time somebody parked in your parking spot? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> what would happen if somebody parked in your parking spot? Well, nothing. I'd just find another place to park <laughs> or, you know, I mean, 
just I, I don't know that it would do any good, but um, it just is what it is. What if Tua parked in your parking spot? Um, I'd probably have a discussion with him. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes when key players on your team, you know, do things, uh, even though you you really have a great relationship with them and it's kind of not a big deal, you you also have to realize that, especially when the key players do something, you know, everybody else on the team is watching. So how you manage, you know, that circumstance, regardless of what it is, is really important to how they decide to do things in the future. You more patient or less patient? Oh, I think I'm much more patient. Um, I mean, I would, I'm, I've been praying for patience for the last 40 years. And <laughs> I, I think someone answered my prayers here in the last maybe 10, 12 years. That is, um, you know, I think it's it's it made me a little better, you, you know, in terms of seeing things from a thousand feet rather than just, you know, kind of um, being anxious about getting it done right this minute, and sometimes it doesn't get done the right way when you jump into things that way without a good plan. What's the best piece of coaching advice your wife ever gave you? Um, you know, really probably way back when, when I was at Michigan State, um, you know, I was always sort of from the beginning of time when I was became a head coach, the media always made me out to be sort of the till of the hun, you know, type of image. And I was always really, really upset by that. And because um, I didn't think it was correct. Um, so I said that to my wife once, and she said, well, did you ever watch yourself in an interview? You're very anxious. You're, you know, not, not very, um, you know, cordial to the people. Uh, you look nervous. Uh, you look like you're afraid you're going to say the wrong thing. It looks like you resent, you know, the questions that they're asking you. So, you know, why, why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't they paint a picture of you that's maybe not who you are? And I said, okay. And she said, you know, sometimes the perception you have is yourself and the perception that everybody else has is your blind spot and yours is about as big as a Grand Canyon. So that's probably about the best advice you ever gave me because I noticed that about myself and tried to change. But is it your job to look like you're having fun or sound like you're having fun? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what kind of fun you want to have. You know, if you want to have fun now and sort of joke around and not be too serious about focusing on getting it right and doing things right, um, you know, and you can laugh and joke and practice and not be serious and not emphasize things like discipline, execution, attention to detail. Um, and then you won't have any fun at the end of the year, you know, because the team won't really develop the necessary uh, habits that it takes to be successful. So it depends on what your definition of fun is, if it's joking around and messing around and, you know, throwing spitballs and uh, meetings like we did in the first grade to have fun, then, you know, you're probably not going to have much fun at the end. 
John Wooden talked about this in the latter part of his career where the expectation level was so high. It was everybody expected him to win a championship, a national championship at UCLA. And it's it's the same with you at Alabama. Um, can you, is that is that fair for us to expect Alabama to be playing for a national championship? Well, I guess there's two ways to look at that. Now, I really wouldn't. I really feel fortunate to have the opportunity to be someplace as a coach where they have high expectations and standards for what they expect to accomplish and what they expect to do. So that's you know the good news. I think the 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 most important thing about that is you, you really can't focus on outcomes. You know, when you're in a situation like this, you really, you really have to stay focused on what do I have to do every day to get the outcome that I want. Um, and uh, that's really challenging because we're, we live in an outcome-oriented world. Uh, but to get the outcome that you want, you know, you have to focus day in and day out what's happening right now. Uh, how can I get it better? What do I need to do to improve? Uh, you, you know, you can focus on the score, but most of the time you, when you focus on the score and not the shot, um, you don't get the shot very well. So um, that, that's kind of what we try to do here. And I'm glad that they have high expectations. Uh, I don't think sometimes it's realistic, you know, but at the same time, we understand that we want to get everybody on our team to play the best, and if we have good enough players and we're fortunate enough to keep the right players healthy, um, you know, we'll have a chance in the end to do something special. Yeah, I mean, it's a compliment that people think you're going to be playing for a national championship every year. I, I'm curious, what what do you think is the first thing that goes on a coach? Like, what you know, when coaches decide that they're not going to do it anymore, like, what's the one thing that leaves you? Uh, you know, I can't answer that because um, I'm, it hadn't happened to me yet. Uh, but is I it passion? Not, not my hip left me, I, but that didn't affect my. That, that was actually a, um, a motivation to keep doing it because I didn't like sitting at home for the day I sat at home. But um, I, I would say probably so. Um, passion is probably a key word to be successful at anything. And if you don't have that, especially in sports, um, I think it'll start to show in your work and it'll probably show in the attitude of the people who are working with you. So that would probably be a good answer to that question. He's uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama head coach. He's got Duke coming up on Saturday. What if you found out that uh, the surgeon who was working on your hip in the offseason was an Auburn grad? Uh, as long as he was a good surgeon... Um, and there's some things about people and there's some things about school loyalties and I try to keep those two things separate. <laughs> Do you have any clothes that have like Clemson orange or, or you know, Auburn colors and like any other colors in there? If I go into your closet, is it just all red? Crimson? No, absolutely not. I have, I have all different kinds of colors, but when I choose to wear certain color tie or sports coat or whatever, there's an occasional person that will remind me that, you know, that's an Auburn or that's Tennessee Orange or whatever. So, When you got the news about uh, Dylan Moses, uh, how do you handle something like that when you lose a great player? 
Well, it's really disappointing. It's disappointing, first of all, for the player. Um, you know, it's going to be a character check for him to have to go what he has to go through to come back to miss the season. Uh, he's a leader on the team. I think that being a signal caller on defense is, you know, sometimes very similar to being the quarterback. So um has a significant impact on, you know, a lot of the other players on the team. So it becomes a, a character check for them uh, to be supportive, uh, to help the guys that are taking their place, um, to have the knowledge, help them get the knowledge and experience so that they can go out and perform well. And um, even though they don't have the experience, uh, we can certainly support them and help them as they get the experience to develop. And I think, you know, that's you know basically how we have to handle it as a team. And uh, I don't think you replace guys like that because they have so much knowledge and experience and they're very, very good players. And their leadership is important to everybody else. But you do have to support the next guy every way that you can. And everybody on the team has got to, you know, sort of take it as a character check and a challenge to do their best, to do their part, maybe even better than before so that we can still be successful. What did you make of Urban Meyer saying Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback he's seen? Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I, first of all, I didn't even know that was said. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to what, you know, people say, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people uh, that have opinions about who the best is or make comparisons, but I don't really do that. You know, we have a really, really good quarterback here, and they have a really, really good quarterback, you know, there who, you know, we recruited to come here and thought was the best quarterback that's come out of, you know, high school, you know, one of the best. And so I think they're both really, really good players. Um, I don't I don't feel it's necessary for me to make a comparison between the two. Best quarterback you ever saw was who? College. Well, you know, this goes back, but. You know, I, I guess the best is, is kind of always who who is the guy that made the greatest impact, and sometimes that happens early in your career. So when I was just starting out in coaching, maybe I was 27, 28 years old, secondary coach at Ohio State. You know, we played against Stanford. John Elway was a quarterback, and you know he was the first great quarterback, um, maybe that you know we played against. And um, so I think I always remember that one the most. And I'm not saying that he was the best ever. I'm just saying that because he was the first, that's the impression that sort of is embedded in my mind, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I got the NFL and had to play against him some more. But, <laughs> you know, there was there was Marino and, you know, Brady and a lot of other guys that were really, really good players. Joe Montana, um and being on the defensive side of the ball, you know, when you play against those guys, you can get really frustrated um, calling the game because you always feel like you're one play behind because they always seem to figure it out pretty quick and take advantage of whatever you're doing. Coach, always great to catch up with you. Hope the hip is uh, treating you well, and uh, good luck against Duke this weekend. All right, Dan. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Have a good day.
That's uh, Nick Saban joining us, Continental Tire Coach's Corner. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study and as always thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one napa know-how. right now only at napa AAA members get a 20 percent discount so you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries brake pads and more meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem bravo that's 20 percent off for AAA members Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today.